0: get organized know what you own know what you owe right so you should be focused on like know where all your money is know where your assets are what your debts are know your terms of your debts like build out a net worth statement
1: this is growth in dentistry a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question what does growth in dentistry look like to you i'm katie polson a dental hygienist and your host Welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I am Katie Polson and we have an exciting topic this month, talking about making the most of downtime. So, the reason why, and 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 I lovingly call September September, which most people will hopefully generally relate to. But um, and it, hopefully it's not news to you within the dental industry that September is a low time for lots of people. Um, and gosh, for a lot of people, even the last couple of weeks in August. So, um, that being said, we're going to get into making the most, making the most of that. But also I, I wanted to bring on Matt Clock from Dennis Advisors because, um, of the possible R word that is happening. <laughs> maybe
0: nasty R word,
1: the nasty R word. It's a swear word but we are going to talk about that a little bit as well. So before we get started though, I wanted to uh, give an opportunity for those of you who are, who are new listeners to our show, uh, to please join our Facebook Dental Intelligence Podcast community. We have some great conversations there about data and how it applies to your practice and, and all the things that you uh, want to do to improve there. So it's a great great community. We also have actually a a community specifically for our customers within our growth platform as well, which is a really awesome place uh, with forums and and great topics as well. So you want to maybe check that as well. If you are not a customer and you want to be one which I highly suggest you do, you can go to get.dentalintel.com forward slash podcasts, and we will have that link in our show notes. And as a listener of our show, you will get a $50 gift card when you complete a demo. So with all of that being said, I, again, have Matt Moclock from Dentist Advisors. Welcome to the show. Give us a little, I've had you on before, but it's been a while. So give us a little intro intro of who you are and and what (sighs) Dentist Advisors is.
0: Yeah. I think last time I was on the show was we were in Arizona yeah, and you walked up to me at
1: and that I event. Said, Can I hey, borrow you your record? microphone?
0: <laughs> yeah. You borrowed our mic. Yeah. We had a whole set up there. <laughs> Hi, so
1: I'm at a podcast show and I'm not prepared. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah no, I, I'm excited to be here. So yeah, Matt Molcock, I'm a senior advisor and the director of financial services at Dennis advisors. So uh, Dennis advisors, we are a, a fee-only fiduciary Financial planning and investment management firm just for dentists. So, we work with about 450 dentists all over the country. Um, we help them with comprehensive planning. So, anything from estate planning to insurance, debt, investing, all of the above. And um, we don't sell products. So, you know, people pay us a fee and we uh, advise them in a comprehensive way. So, really excited to be here.
1: Awesome. We couldn't have a better. Couldn't have a better company and person on the show today for this specific topic. And also, I mean, you guys have been around for so long that I would be surprised if there's someone listening to the show that hasn't heard of you, but
0: (laughs) I I think there always are. There's always people that are like, wait, who are you? Yeah. Oh,
1: really? That's so surprising to me. But, But, but that being said, you guys do some great work. But so that being said, nobody wants to be forced, I guess into downtime uh we've experienced that in 2020 it was not fun uh we all were panicking um however i think that there was a lot of good that came out of that I, uh, now that we have hindsight is a, and i'm not trying to make a pun here but hindsight's 2020 like that like we can look back and think okay downtime forced me to make this type of change and and i'm the far better for it and so That being said, when we're looking into September and, and also just as possible recession. I don't know. Every time I get on the news, I don't know. It depends on, (laughs) depends on, Matt, are we headed for a recession? I'm starting to freak out. Um, Yeah. Is it a big R? Is it a little, little R? I don't know any of these things, but that being said, well, how do you, you can either grow or Digress or get smaller and and kind of falter in downtime. So, what are some of your thoughts on dentists and practice centers and how they can potentially optimize this downtime in September and maybe possibly through a recession? Yeah. Um, to kind of come out ahead financially for them.
0: Yeah. First, I, I mean, I love the way that you frame that as saying, like, you have a choice in this, right? You have a choice of how you look at this. It's either an opportunity or it's an obstacle. So, the thing is, have like get your mind right around like what, how you're going to look at this. Cause I, you know, I think it's a really great way you frame that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, and you said we're coming out of uh, a crazy time in COVID, especially 2020. I always say that March of 2020 was the most stressful time of my career. It was the most unknown, like living in the middle of like, just, I literally did not know what was going to happen. Yeah you we think, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, we all felt that. And I, I was like, man, dent, my clients practices are literally being shut down, mandated to be shut down by yeah, the government. It no, was it was no wild. Force.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I,
0: forced to be shut yeah. down. I've never, you know, it's obviously something we've never seen before. So,
1: or thought that was possible.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, so to your question of saying, okay, what do we do first? Again, look at this as a, an opportunity. I think there's a, a few key areas that you can kind of be thinking about. Um, so number one is, is if you find yourself with some downtime, right. Whether it just be September, which I think it's funny that you say that because I'm like, okay, Dennis are thinking this possibly from a, having some downtime. I think their kids are also thinking it's September cause school has now started mm-hmm. summer is Absolutely. over. So everyone's just hating September. Right. Right. Um, but if you find yourself with some downtime, so I think the number one thing I would be thinking about is it's a good opportunity to reevaluate goals. I'd say goals and values, both on the personal and on the career side, right? So, asking yourself the question, like, am I living the life that I want? Both career, am I running the practice that I want? Or am I, if you're an associate, like, am, am I in the place that I want to be? Uh, or is this an opportunity for me to reevaluate that and to be thinking about something else? And on the personal side, am I living where I want to be living? Um, am I am I living my best life on the personal side? I always think these are chances to. Just be thinking about that. Um, one way to help facilitate this thought, like this thought exercise, you can just go online, go to, go to Google and look up values exercise. There's going to be several different mm-hmm. ones, but they're all going to be kind of the same it takes mm-hmm. about 10 minutes. We do this internally. I do this with, with clients, uh, every once in a while, I think it's always an opportunity to be thinking about the values and are you living your life in alignment with your values? Right. So that'd be number one. Number two would be: um, is there a project that you've that you now have time to execute on? Again, both whether that be personal or whether that be in the in the practice, is there a project that you've been thinking about for a while and now you find yourself with some extra time to you know to start executing on? I think it's a good opportunity for that. <clears throat> and then number three is just getting organized. So it's a great opportunity to to dial in. You know your your practice. And again, personal as well, review the PL. where's cash going? What am I spending on? What do my systems look like? I think this is a great chance to take a step back and just uh, get organized and reevaluate the numbers, the business, you know, and, and, and the things like your, your systems that are, and are they working well? Or are they not?
1: Mm, I love that. That's a great, great one. I was, you were talking, I was thinking of some of the stuff that you're numbering. I'm thinking of people like do in January, the beginning of the year, but I think for um, for de- dental practices, um, January and December are too crazy that some of this stuff just stuff's just doesn't ever get done because they're not They're I mean, they might be thinking of the new year, but they're, so take, I guess, make make September your January, I guess, if yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. make it your new year, make it a fresh start or re-evalu- to like reevaluate and be, get organized. I love that idea.
0: Yeah. It's actually a really good point, Katie. I think it's funny how we do that. Humans do that, right? We like- yeah we like stories that make sense. We -hmm. like routines. We think of everything via like, you know, in terms of a year, right? A calendar year. When in reality, to your point, I love what you just said is like, anytime you can take a, you can take a step back, get a fresh start, start over. That could be daily. That could be in the middle of a day. could be the middle of a week, a month. It doesn't matter when it is just, I think you should be constantly thinking about, am I living my life according to my values? Are my actions in line with my values? It doesn't have to be a January thing. Um, there's a reason why most people don't stick to to um, resolutions in January because it kind of just becomes this like cliche thing that people yeah. are supposed to do. I think there's any times an opportunity to be thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I just started a diet in the middle of the week. People, I didn't wait right? till Monday.
0: Yeah, I just did, did it on a Wednesday. <laughs> 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 My diet is constantly Monday never comes for me. Oh, diet is always you. Monday. Way
1: to go! Oh, yeah. Like you're never on. Uh, or Bas- you're I try, basically, on. basically oh. never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I know. I, it's it's summer's rough. But yes. I mean, real. It's a real problem. Um. That being said, okay. So in the event we're gonna move kind of more financially because I want to have your financial brain. Yeah. In the event of a big R or a little R recession, which um what is on, I guess, your mind, like, what are you preparing for personally yeah. or professionally? And what advice are you giving to some of your clients to prepare for the potential recession?
0: Yeah. Are we yeah, saying that's a potential
1: anymore? Is it happening? I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it might seem obvious, but the first thing I'd say is uh, no one really knows people that w- people will pretend to know, but no one knows. Right. And a lot of times, um, and, and it's really hard to know for, t- for a couple of reasons. Number one is like the data you're looking at, right? Because if you look at the traditional definition of a recession, what most people would tell you, like if you just walked up to an economist and said, give me your definition of a recession, chances are they're going to say it is two straight quarters of GDP, like negative GDP. Basically, what that means is the slowing of the economy, right? The production and things happening in the economy in the U.S. has now slowed, or what they call contracted. By that definition, we are technically in one. Right? We've had two straight quarters now of negative GDP. So you might look at that and say, oh, "Okay, well, dang, we're in a recession." Like that—that that sucks. But it's—it's it's much more complicated than that. Um, and if you look at like the data from the National Bureau of Economic Research. We are not in a recession. They they get much more detailed on how they define it, because if you just looked at that GDP number, you tell oh, we're in a recession. That must mean the the um, you know prices of housing have collapsed. Well, no, they have not. Um, you must oh the labor market must be completely turned on its head. Well, no, the labor market's actually its strongest it's been in fifty years, and so it, it's really hard to define what a recession actually is. And it's always usually a looking back type metric. So we, we never can say like, Oh, we are in one again, the news will try to tell you that we're in one or social media or people Mm -hmm. trying to sell you something. will always say we're in one, here's what you do buy this product. And we'll save you type of thing, but no one really, really knows. So that's, that's the hard part is again, it's it's hard to define. And you said it earlier. And this is the first thing that I thought of when, when you sit, when you ask this question is I'm always shocked at, the power of narrative, the power of the 24 hour news cycle, because you said it earlier, the very first thing you said yeah. was I'm hearing this everywhere. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's always, that always shocks me, um, to give you a more detailed definition really quick of, again, this is coming from the national Bureau of economic research. Again, we have to get more detailed than just saying two straight quarters of, of negative, um, mm-hmm. GDP, right. There's really three main criteria right so number 1 is depth so like how severe you said little r big r right mm-hmm. or big r little like which one is it if you look at that the contraction in, in economic growth has been very like the depth has been, it's been very shallow right it, you know it's basically flatlined but we don't have massive um very deep recession or a drop in in um, economic activity right the numbers have actually been 1.2% negative both quarters so mm-hmm. very shallow Mm -hmm. Number two is what they call diffusion. Basically how widespread is the economic slowdown. It is not widespread at this point. And the number three is duration. So again, is this happening for a long time Mm -hmm. based on that data or based on those criteria, we are not in a recession as of right now, from what we can Mm -hmm. tell, right? Things are again, labor market being a very um, big, you know, strong indicator of this is that the labor market is still very, very strong. So I'll stop yeah. there for a second. That's probably yeah.
1: a, a lot no, to throw it's, at you. But. No, it's good because I think that we have to, we can't assume that everybody knows, you know, what, what, I mean, because again, if you only get your information like me from TikTok, then yeah. what? <laughs>
0: You are in trouble. Yes.
1: You don't know anything. (laughs) Then you're in trouble.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: The the house is burning down. Yes. Um. Always,
0: always. So, so there's, there's two things just to your question. There's two things that I always think about, or I try to think about and I try to like have other people think about whether that be clients or on webinars we do, or the, our podcasts we do. There's really two things that you should be thinking about. Number one, this is normal, right? Like whatever happens, it's normal. Like, Mm. Since the creation of modern economies, it has always been a cycle, right? Yeah. So we are entering, there's no question we're if we're not in a recession or headed one, right, like at some point it's going to happen because it, mm-hmm. it just always does, right? Yeah. It, the cycle continues. So number one, this is normal. Number two, there are a few things that you can, that you can do, that we, I can do, that you can do personally to control any of this. Mm-hmm. Like you can only control so many things and there are quite few all of your time and energy should be focused on those few things. Mm. And everything you're seeing on TikTok or the 24-hour news cycle right. or social media in general, most of those things they're talking about like you can't control. Mm. They're just there to scare you and get your eyeballs on the screen.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So give us give so I mean what can we control? I'm a control yeah. freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I control?
0: Yeah, for sure, that's a great question. So The advice I give, I would give, like, let's say, let's say we know for sure we're going into a recession. Let's just say it like we, we know, and we even know when let's say it's going to be
1: 2008 again.
0: Yeah. Maybe let's say it will be 2080. And that's actually a really good point. I'm actually glad you brought that up. We'll hit this really quick. I hear this all the time as well. And it's very, very common because the most um, vivid thing on our minds from like when we hear recession, especially like our generation. And even older generations, um, it's 2008, 2009, yeah. right? That's what we think of when we, like, recession yeah. means 08, 09. Mm-hmm. That is not, those two things are, are very different, right? Mm. I'm not saying we're not headed to that. We could very well could be. Yeah. I don't think we are, if I'm just g- giving my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think these are, I, I think we're more likely, if you just look at the odds, it's much more likely to have, like, again, what we'd call a normal recession, like a, mm-hmm. just a normal cycle. Um, just because we're, people are railing or saying like recession, 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 it does not mean it's 08 or 09 levels. Mm. Um, and you, and like the housing market is a great example of this. Everyone is saying, because the housing market across the country has been so crazy. Mm. Um, everyone's saying, well, this has to be 08 or 09 again. Well, no, actually that's not true. And the data does not support that even a little bit. It could not be more different. This is not a no 0809 situation in the real estate market, not even close. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to yeah, point that I think out. That's, but,
1: that's good. That's important. Yeah. But,
0: but as far as the advice that, that I would give, again, we're saying, let's, let's just assume we're headed to one and we're headed to one this year. My advice honestly, wouldn't change what I'm giving people most of the time mm-hmm. in focusing on the things that you can control, right? It might be more magnified. Right now, but it or I might there might be some like level of urgency that I would say is higher now than it was maybe six months ago or a year ago, but um, it, it remains the same. So, so number one, I'd say get organized, know what you own, know what you owe, right? So, you should be focused on like know where all your money is, know where your assets are, what your debts are, know your terms of your debts, like build out a net worth statement, right? So, a net worth statement just being again, what do I own? minus what do i owe and mm-hmm. then the the number the you know the number below that or the the answer to that um, equation is your net worth right mm-hmm. you should be reviewing that probably once a quarter at minimum mm. so if you haven't done that that's number 1 get organized around your assets right and your debts and then also within that category of being organized is cash flow knowing what is going on with your cash flow in your business i already mentioned this earlier like what mm-hmm. you could do with downtime you really should be doing this beforehand to prepare for a recession. And just again, this should be a part of your routine. Mm-hmm. So, know what's going on on the PL, your cash flow, in your business, and know what's happening on the personal side. There's only four places your money can go you can save it, you can spend it, it can go towards debt or goes towards taxes. Mm-hmm. So, nowhere else your money can go. So, if you don't know where your money's going, like those are the four places, those are the four categories
1: mm-hmm.
0: you should be looking at to really simplify this. Am I spending it? Am I saving it? Is it going towards my debt? Or is it going towards taxes? You should really get Mm -hmm. organized around that. Number two thing to be thinking about right now, and this probably falls in line with the organization part, is having ample cash on hand. Um, This doesn't... So there are three reasons to have cash, right? Number one is your personal emergency fund. So three to six months of your monthly spending um, Mm -hmm. in personal emergency fund. Uh, In the business, and then on your business emergency fund, number two area would be one and a half to three times your monthly overhead. What Just basically take what is my monthly break even, multiply it by one and a half or to up to three times mm-hmm. um, to have cash in the business. Right now, I'd say, Katie, if you're thinking, if you're worried about a recession, I'd maybe up that, right? Yeah. Up that up to you know maybe three, uh, more more towards the three than the one and a half. And then the third reason to have cash would be any project. Right, so like any upcoming project, anything that's two years out or less, what I'd consider short-term and you should be piling that money in cash in a separate account for a project, either that be on the personal or on the business side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, The last thing I'd say, don't stop investing. We get this question a lot from people. Should I be turning off my savings drafts or my investment drafts? Should I be pulling my money out and sitting in cash and waiting? Do not do that. I cannot emphasize that enough. Mm -hmm. Do not interrupt your compounding Unnecessarily, right? Continue yeah. to invest through ups and downs. That is how you create yeah. wealth: is letting time do its thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and don't think you can outguess this thing because I promise you, you cannot. So keep investing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's such great advice. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> I, know, I am I'm Throw,
0: th- throwing a lot at you. Yeah,
1: I am. Oh my gosh, that was so, no, it was it. It was great, and I know, and it's actionable. Thank you for sharing that advice. I know some some people will come on and they'll want to keep all of their secret sauce to themselves. But really like that, just even, I think it, just knowing how much cash to have out of in your, in everybody available in your business is a huge thing. Cause yeah, just, they just don't know that. Um, we have no,
0: we have no secrets, Katie. Everything we, we have is we put out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: that That's how you know that you guys have way more to offer. Cause you're willing to just share it all, which is awesome. Uh, The last question I have, and and maybe we already kind of addressed it, but we're really big into metrics here. And I've, and as I've been thinking about what a recession looks like in dentistry and like how that, how that plays a part in, in our, in our field, what, I guess, what, what in a practice would you say are, and I wrote red herrings here, but like, what are they, what are, what should people looking at to say, like, okay, I'm like not, in a good place in the event that we have an economic downturn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So, um, I would say. Profit margin is, is it well, I, so I'd say, depending on where you are right in, in your practice, right? Meaning profit margin is the first thing that comes to my mind is like how, when it comes to like health of your practice, right? right? That's the first thing that I look at is just what is your profit margin? Now, there is some nuance to that, right? So for example, if you're in year two of a mm-hmm. startup and you're in straight growth mode, your profit margin is not going to be great. It's not going to be anything close to a practice that's 10 years in, that's dialed in and mature yeah. and has everything you know figured out or just running smoothly. But I, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, is profit margin, right? It, it's really pretty straightforward to like have that metric there for you and be re- reviewing that regularly. It's, it's what I mentioned earlier, like why you should be reviewing your PL on a regular basis mm-hmm. to uncover what is my profit margin. That's the first kind of like thing to look at. Cause wow. it, and then that, that gives you an idea of like, okay, is it where I want it to be with my stage of my practice and my career? If it's not, mm-hmm. then let's say it's lower than you want it to be. Well, that gives you at least a place, a direction to go to now start figuring out, okay, let's go look at my expenses on the, on the P&L side and see what what's off. Or is this just simply a growth problem? Like maybe my fixed expenses are higher eating into my profit margin. I just have to go grow. Either way, your profit margin is going to be the first place I would look um, to, to indicate whether or not you're in a healthy place and, and you mm-hmm. should be shifting your focus somewhere else in the business.
1: Yeah, that's really great. Um, one thing that I and I I'll, and I'll share, cause we dental intelligence have been kind of thinking, like, okay, like, are we noticing trends? I and mean, we have, pro- we have data of over 9,000 practices. And so are we noticing trends? Just a few more last-
0: than us. Just a few more. Yeah. It's
1: just, it's just a little like bit.
0: A few thousand more than us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that being said. that be, yeah. That being said, we've looked, we've taken the pulse. Um, and, and right now we're pulling the numbers for collections, but um, case acceptance, because I thought, well, let's look at case acceptance to see if it's changed over the last six months. Are people accepting less treatment, right? And nothing's changed. So, yep. I, I, I mean, that, that, uh, hopefully that gives some people some peace of mind. And, yeah. and, and I would dare to bet that the collections is probably in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll, well, we'll, 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 well, I'll pull those numbers and we'll share those a, on a later podcast, but
0: well, and yeah. that's a great point you're making Katie. That is, I think a microcosm of what we're seeing in the, in the national data right now of saying the narrative right now of like recession and all this scary stuff is far more severe than what's happening in reality. Right. You just said it. You would think if we drill down into uh, the horrible pun, <laughs> Unintentional. Um, But if you get down into the details of the dental space, you'd say, well, you'd think case acceptance would be down right now, people preparing for this, but you're now this could flip on a dime, but right now it's not. And we're Mm -hmm. seeing that again across the board. Labor market, again, is a great example. Mm -hmm. The numbers in those areas do not indicate a recession right now. They don't. Again, things can flip. Like interest rates moving up in the more on the mortgage side, yes, it has slowed the 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 um, housing market as far as activity.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: again, narrative is much more scary right now than what the numbers are actually showing as of as of right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, fashion play small in Salt Lake City, Utah. People
0: thriving.
1: It's, it's thriving. I yes. can't even find a parking spot. It's yes. like Christmas every time yeah. I go over there. <laughs> So, I think everyone's spending their money just yes. fine.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it, the data shows it. Yeah. Consumer yeah. spending is still up. Like people are still spending money. The average person in America, like the data shows that they're, you know, they're still in a healthy place from a debt perspective, from a cash flow perspective. Like everyone's still in a great spot. Again, this could totally flip. I'm yeah. not trying to predict anything.
1: Yeah. We are, we are it, just, let's be sure, we are recording this on July 19th. Yes. Just, can I say that? So if you're listening to this in September and you're thinking those, all of a sudden things
0: have flipped. Yes. (laughs) If that's the case, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) But if you are listening to it, when this comes out, I will say this has given me a lot of hope, a lot of peace of mind. I hope it's done that for you dental practice owners to know that things are going to be okay. Yes, they will be okay. This is totally normal. Yes. Well, this has been great. Thank you for taking your time. Of course. Your busy day to come join it with me on Zoom. Uh, this has been Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. Again, special thanks to our guest, Matt Milcock of Dentist Advisors. If you if they, if they you want to find um, him or use their their services, which I highly ad- advise <laughs> that you there do, it is. <laughs> you can go to DentistAdvisors.com or... Check out the Dennis Money Show, which I listen to on a religious basis. It's so good. They're, it's a good time. They just sit and banter about money and dentistry, which are we both do have really fun, really yes. nerdy things. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bunch of nerds.
0: We I are know. a bunch of nerds for sure.
1: <laughs> all right, well, Katie, thank you. thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you to our marketing department, specifically on all the on the work on this podcast. I'm Katie Pulson. Keep growing.